Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron Sr. here at Rejuvenations Health Radio and our usual Tuesday time with Dr. Ron. Today we're going to talk about fat. Uh, maybe fat, no fat. We'll, we'll see what happens by the end of the program. But I want to welcome everyone, uh, and I want to, again, thank you all for making uh, Time with Dr. Ron, the number one health radio show on the Internet in Southwest Florida. I thank you for that. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to get complacent here uh, and, and just be uh, content with the listeners we do have. As someone uh, on television has been telling everyone that they are self-funding. Well, Dr. Ron Sr. here self-funds this program. There are no advertisements, no paid advertisements. We do talk about Dr. Ron Jr. No paid advertisements to to speak of. And uh, so that brings me to the point that if you have a friend uh, you think would benefit from some of what we talk about, please tell them to tune in. Uh, If they we can send them a short link or they can tune into the uh, radio program at area code 347-989-8899. And as you know, uh, every week we mention LipoLite Naples and the, and the Naples Cryo Spa down in Naples, Florida. Actually, it's located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road, suite number six. Phone numbers two three nine area code three three one five eight eight six. Doctor Ron is a, a chiropractic physician, board certified in neurology and functional medicine. He has the only private nitrogen chamber in Southwest Florida, and a treatment only takes three minutes. Always supervised. It is a holistic treatment for body rejuvenation and aches and pains and help you to recover from uh, injuries and or surgery. So if that interests you or if you have a need to slim shape or tone or you have a chronic back injury, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, or you need help with your diet, uh, see Dr. Ron, 331-5886. In fact, Dr. Ron has a commercial running, and let's get that uh, out of the way. We'll play that right now. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron. Well, if you have a need, you have the number, you have the information, and I want to welcome uh, Dr. Dan again uh, and uh, Dr. Allen, a pharmacist uh, from Philadelphia. We uh, welcome your listening to Time with Dr. Ron here on Rejuvenation's Health Radio. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day, ladies 
ladies and gentlemen. I would have, you know, what I'd normally say, drink up. St. Patrick's Day is coming up, as you know, in a couple of days. And if you like to celebrate the old-fashioned way with a pint of Guinness to go with that corned beef, well, how about some good news for a change? Go ahead, knock one back. It's good for you. When it comes to the benefits of booze, red wine gets all the positive press, while beer gets cast off like the black sheep of the booze family. But the latest research confirms that any booze at all is good in moderation, offering big-time protection to your heart. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Whether it's an Irish stout or an Irish whiskey, you'll get pretty much the same benefits as the snooty folks who won't, won't touch anything other than that $20 bottle of red. And you'll be far better off than those who won't drink a drop of any of it because two new studies confirm teetotalers have a higher risk of both heart attack and heart failure. That means not drinking is really deadly. Now, if there is an alcohol problem, of course, I'm not saying that to go ahead and drink, but for the majority of people, knock one back, ladies and gentlemen. The key, of course, is to have a habit you can enjoy without getting sloshed, you know, once you're drunk, especially once you're drunk and driving. For example, three to five drinks per week, enough to let loose a, a little without turning into a lush, will cut your risk of heart failure by 33%, according to one of the studies. This isn't just a number on a page. Heart failure is a stone-cold killer, sending half of the people who have it into the grave within five years. If a little liquor, beer, or wine will cut the risk of all that, I say drink up. And that's not the only way a steady booze habit can keep you upright. A second study from the same team finds that each drink per week, within those limits of moderation now, will cut your risk of heart attack by 28%. The researchers also found that moderate booze will boost your intake of artery protecting, heart boosting, good cholesterol. Explain at least some of the benefits. While all booze is healthy in moderation, beer in particular does pack an extra benefit. Maybe you never heard of this one. It's one of the best sources of dietary silicon. You know what you need that for? You need that to build bones. The paler the ale, the more silicon you'll find inside. So if you want the biggest bone-boosting beer, go for the hoppies, that are those hoppy IPAs, the lagers, and the pilsners. But really, when it comes down to it, drink what you like. You can't really go wrong with that approach. Booze isn't the only bad habit that's actually good for you. Uh, we'll talk about salt again, as we did a couple weeks ago. That is, it's been demonized and is not so bad for you. Okay, so let's go back. About a year ago, uh, we did a program on uh, Rejuvenation Health Radio at that time with uh, Dr. Ron Jr. talking about uh, a article that was published uh, in in England. And a heart scientist actually exposed 60 years of anti-fat fraud. So a deadly war of disinformation uh, is, is waged, uh, you know, against everybody, man, woman, and child. Holier-than-thou nuts have fooled reporters, politicians, honest citizens into eating their poisonous, fat-hating propaganda right out of the tofu-covered hands. Now, here's what we're talking about. But a leading scientist from one of America's premier heart centers is blowing the whistle on one of the greatest scams in medical history. A series of mainstream medicine lies and cover-ups that have been forced down our throats for more than a half a century. And if you happen to have been listening to them rather than to Rejuvenation Health Radio, you may very well have been slowly killing yourself one miserable meal at a time. In a scathing piece published in the journal Open Heart, Dr. James D. Nicolantonio revealed that a 60-year-old study that that's the very foundation of the mainstream's war on fat is absolutely flawed and may even be based on lies and outright fraud. 
flawed and fraud. Dr. Ansel Keys used his early 1950s research to proclaim that he found a link between saturated fat and heart disease in the seven countries he analyzed. Only one little problem, and it's a doozy. Dr. Keyes didn't study seven countries. He studied 22. But two-thirds of those countries didn't fit Dr. Keyes' theory that saturated fat, that kind you find in meat, was bad for you. And they were, quote-unquote, coincidentally tossed out the window and never were included in the study results. It's a kind of oversight that could ruin a a researcher's reputation for life, but fate has been a bit kinder to Dr. Keyes. In fact, he ended up being worshipped by health food junkies everywhere. Entire generations of people have been brainwashed into believing that they're committing suicide every time they bite into a delicious hunk of beef. Well, you better start the deprogramming, and that's what we said a year ago, because as Dr. D. Nicolantonio points out, There is not a shred, not a shred of evidence linking fat to heart disease. In fact, cutting saturated fats and replacing them with carbohydrates and processed sugars, which has become the typical American diet, puts you on a fast track to early death. You know, everybody's been railing against meats that are rich in saturated fats for decades. And frankly, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're going to a lot of funerals, the people that don't eat these meats. Let's end this, end this anti-fat war for good and finally admit what is entire illogical movement, this entire illogical movement, based on from the start. Nothing but lies. And to that end, uh, there was a little blog, blog on the internet the other day, and let me just uh, play this for you. If you could pack all of human history into one year, we've only been farming and eating grain since about yesterday, which is when we became shorter and fatter. We only started consuming processed vegetable oils about 10 minutes ago, which is when heart disease became our number one killer. So after examining all this human history, the experts came to the obvious conclusion. We need to eat a lot more of these. And so they convinced us that human health depends on foods we didn't eat for more than 99% of our entire existence. How did this happen? In the 1950s, a biochemist named Ansel Keys published a study that compared heart disease and fat consumption in a half dozen countries. The more fat, the more heart disease. The trend line was unmistakable. Just one little problem. Keys left out countries where people eat a lot of fat but have very little heart disease, like Holland and Norway. He also left out countries where people don't eat much fat but do have a lot of heart disease, like Chile. In fact, Keys had reliable data from 22 countries and the results were all over the place. But you can't make a big splash in the scientific community with a trend line that looks like this. So Keys did what any dedicated researcher would do. He threw out the data that didn't fit and published his results. His punishment for this bit of scientific chicanery was to get his picture on the cover of Time magazine. Keyes became known as the father of the lipid hypothesis, which says that eating saturated fat raises the cholesterol in your blood, and high cholesterol in your blood clogs your arteries and causes heart disease. The hypothesis that when you eat high fat, that then that produces high cholesterol, and the cholesterol produces heart disease, is wrong in every one of those links. This whole idea that dietary fat causes cholesterol problems is sort of a myth. The whole idea that uh, cholesterol problems lead to heart disease is a myth. The theory is completely and totally wrong. It was uh, a theory that was made out of whole cloth and then pushed. The, the term artery-clogging saturated fat, it's as though it's all one word. It's become part of the, the zeitgeist. Everybody knows saturated fat is bad for you, but when you get back and you start looking at the medical literature and you root back through to find out where this whole idea came from, it's bogus. 
Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's a little uh, blurb about Dr. Ansel Keys, and we'll talk about more about Dr. Keys because uh, right now, <coughs> excuse me, you better go buy yourself a sturdy umbrella because you're going to need it. And why is that? Because pigs are flying. And before we get into that, let me just check the board here. I think that uh, Dr. Smith is uh, on the line. Uh, is that you, Dr. Smith? Yeah, it's me. Thank you. I had a little emergency. That's why I got a little bit late. <laughs> oh, excuse me. It's okay. Uh, we're just talking about facts. We're just talking about the uh, uh, bogus uh, results of Dr. Ansel Keys only uh, cherry-picking uh, seven countries out of the 22 we studied uh, to, to lead us down this path of uh, not enjoying ourselves and having awful food out of packages. And after more than five decades of trying to scare us away from AIDS, cheese, pork chops, the mainstream is now, they're ready to admit they've been all wrong. How about that? And even wrong well, about you, cholesterol. How yeah, about Yeah, you that? remember the book, uh, was it Colin the Campbell wrote about the um, the China uh, factor or syndrome? Not syndrome, but uh, he did that study over in China with a homogeneous group. Yes, Dr. Bill, William Campbell. William yeah, Campbell William Douglas. Campbell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the bottom line is th the one big piece of the equation that was left out, if you have a tooth problem in China, it's called the Yankee Doodle Dandy. They extract it. Now, in in this country, you'll spend $5,000 to save that tooth with root canal, with uh, post and core, with crowns, all kinds of fancy dentistry. So when you have a dead organ in the body, you have pathogens migrate to that area, which then causes the adrenals to keep firing. And all there's 60-plus hormones that the adrenals pump out. Every one of them needs cholesterol to produce the hormones. So with all this fancy dentistry that people are getting, they've got to have higher cholesterol levels just to survive. Exactly. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, how important cholesterol is to our overall health, and especially, especially our brain, which is a washing cholesterol. You know, uh, like I, Dr. Smith hasn't listened to the show for the last three years because he's he's been a really a favorite guest of ours for the past uh, seven or eight months. But I've been screaming off the rooftops, uh, but I can't. Uh, break out into a victory dance over these new dietary guidelines just yet uh, because uh, of decades of bad advice that uh, they have been given, especially by the American Heart Association. Remember they first urged uh, you to have a low-fat, low-cholesterol diet? Well, I looked it up. That was 1961. Just one in seven of us at that time were obese. Or and diabetes was was rarer in 1961. Today, a third of us are obese, and diabetes has replaced baseball as a national pastime. I don't know anyone who could be so wrong for so long and hurt so many people and still hold on to a job. So these dietary guidelines uh, put out by the advisory committee and the AHA and everyone else with the nerve to tell you what you should and should not eat. I don't know that uh, they. To deserve to be in that business, but somehow they are still gainfully employed, and, and they get federal dollars for that, and they're urging us to watch our blood cholesterols and still trying to keep us away from saturated animal fats, which are needed to protect your heart and your brain. Jeez, we need, these, we need this cholesterol. You know, that... Plus, the liver needs the cholesterol to cleanse itself of the toxins. Exactly. You know, so so we have to be really careful, and I, I just want to, uh, again, uh, just put a plug in for uh, time with Dr. Ron, because it, it's, it's the only place you're going to find this type of information. You're going to find the uh, scientific and the practical uh, translation of that uh, information into daily, what you can do to help yourself on a daily basis. Well... So what? What else is there? you know? What uh, before I go on, I was going. We're going to talk about uh, a, a, a diet. There's been a recent article about how a diet high in saturated fats could save a million lives a year. A million lives a year, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to talk about saturated, monosaturated, and polyunsaturated, so you have an idea of what we're doing. But I, I, I ran across an article this week, and since Dr. Smith is here, I just wanted to. Uh, 
uh, get his take on it because it has to do with toothpaste of all things and triclosan. Triclosan, that super chemical that you know they 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 initially pushed it to fight the spread of germs. Uh, but that didn't that didn't work out too good. It's a major player when it comes to antibody antibiotic resistance, ladies and gentlemen. And it's also has to do with uh, our hormones. Uh, it's a antibacterial, antifungal agent used in many household products, hand soap. But of all things, I found out it's in some toothpaste. Oh yeah, toothpaste. Now I never heard of this. Have you have you read and mouthwash? I read about. Yeah, in fact, on my website, we had an article. It says, what's in your toothpaste? And it lists the different potential substances in there. And the trichosan is the, definitely one of them that's used in some of the formulas. Yeah, I mean, this is a notorious chemical like Agent Orange. So, you know, you go get your mouthwash or toothpaste in the morning and rinse your mouth out with Agent Orange. That can't be too good for you. And I, this is new to me, but apparently not to Dr. Smith. Well, unfortunately, you know, just having mercury fillings in your mouth, the bacteria become resistant to to antibiotics. Because if they yeah. can survive mercury, which is the second most toxic substance on this planet, they can survive any of what big pharma is throwing at them. <laughs> well, I, and on a practical level, though, ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, Minnesota is the only state that has officially banned triclosan. But please look at the ingredients. Uh, companies have labeled this chemical some other words, Biofresh, Microband, to name a couple that I've been looking at. Uh, but please be careful of triclosan. It is a health destroyer, an endocrine destroyer. It has lots of side effects. Uh, it's lipophilic. That means it stores itself inside of fat cells in your body and can come into breast milk, urine, and blood. And it, you know, who knows the long-term and chronic side effects of this? And, as you know, we do know it destroys good bacteria and T helper cells. Uh, so please look at the ingredients. Uh, you, you, you're, you're in charge of your own health, and that's uh, just, just what we want to bring you here today, a little bit more information. Well, you know, the other thing about cholesterol we'll get into, Dr. Smith alluded to it last week, and we never want to forget about our thyroid. And this week there was uh, even more evidence of some of these uh, uh, nuclear plants that produce our uh, energy are leaking tritium. Uh, it's a uh, radioactive particle. And, you know, our thyroid is under siege on a daily basis from chlorine, fluorine, all the halides, and and, and ra radioactive material in the air and in our water. So uh, we always have to uh, be conscious of getting the right supplements for our thyroid gland. And before we go on to a, a discussion of saturated fats, Dr. Smith, what, 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 do you have a protocol that you use in your practice for uh Hypo, underactive thyroid, the under, unsuspected diagnosis. Yeah, basically, I always focus in on what's causing the thyroid not to work. So the potential issues, I'm finding a lot of tetanus vaccine from childhood, from the DPT, is being trapped in the left lobe of the thyroid. In addition, I'm finding a lot of pesticides being trapped in the left lobe of the thyroid. And then you have the toxins from the mouth, uh, the infections under old fillings or from wisdom teeth uh, areas that are you've removed. You can get what they call cavitations or infections in the jawbone. You have the bisphenol A that can leak out from these white fillings that they're putting in. So that's another potential. The lack of iodine in the diet can be a, a potential. The lack of manganese in the diet, the, the lack of the B vitamins. So the thyroid is, is very dependent on nutrients to, for high-level functioning. So, you know, I just don't rush in and say, okay, we're going to give you a prescription or just iodine. You want to determine what the heck the underlying problem is. I've even had nickel leaching out of earrings from patients or other piercings or orthodontic, you know, retaining wires bonded to the teeth where the nickel is leaching out and it's getting, concentrating in the thyroid. Wow. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, it just means that the, you, you know you do have to protect your thyroid. You should uh, have some uh, testing done of it, both allopathic testing, which means blood work, and maybe some uh, uh, resonance testing, uh, uh, the, the type that Dr. Smith does to be sure that your thyroid is functioning properly. Because it is, it's a, it's the gas pedal. You know, if you don't, you're running out of gas. Uh, you really have to uh, take a look at that uh, that thyroid yeah. well, gland. Well, Ron, you know, a, a simple test is the old uh, Broda Barnes armpit temperature test. And if the temperature after you know ten minutes under your armpit first thing in the morning is below ninety-seven point eight Fahrenheit, your thyroid's not working right. You don't need a exactly. fancy blood test. Okay, well, that's something we used to do, but I, you know, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, but I think we're, 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 we can go ahead and 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 confirm it with our physician, so we can get our medication, and we, we we'll talk about the thyroid supplementation. Some people uh, actually need the synthetic uh, thyroid preparation called levothyroxine versus versus the uh, natural thyroid uh, medication, which is uh, made from uh, pig thyroid. Uh, that's that's another discussion. If, if you have the antibodies uh, and you have uh, uh, Hashimoto's disease and so forth, but yeah, you know, Dr. Smith is right. Uh, just go ahead and, and take your temperature. Uh, that'll give you a good idea where you where you are. Uh, but yeah, because I, the, the bottom line is, if the hormones are, let's say, at their quote proper level in the bloodstream, that doesn't mean that it's inside the cell working. Broda Barnes did over twenty years of research. And when the hormones inside the cell, then your body metabolism is, you know, at a proper level and your temperature is going to fall within that normal range of 98.2 to 97.8. So that's more indicative of, of good function. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to have to discuss that, that a little more in detail. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're talking about that. We have Dr. Jerry Smith on the line. Uh, let me just play you another clip from a cardiologist, uh, Dr. Seneff, and then we'll go off and talk about saturated fats. You mentioned, uh, even in the case of your husband, a high-fat diet. What kind of fats are we talking about? I mean, 20 saturated. years ago, we were supposed to stay away from all fat. And saturated is supposed to be bad, and saturated right. is the best fat, in my opinion. And, um, and it's clear to me because the saturated fat cannot be oxidized. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. All of those uh, carbons are fully hydrogenated. The hydrogens are complete. There's no double bonds which makes that, that molecule very stable and unable to react. So when you have the uh, polyunsaturated fatty acids, which are the ones that are supposed to be healthy, those will uh, react with oxygen and produce nasty, nasty products that are going to cause a cascade reaction that's going to damage the, the local tissues. So the saturated fats are wonderful for that reason, that they, don't, um, they can't be oxidized. Um, and they're a good fuel source for that reason as well. They're really a safe fuel. Um, so I recommend a high uh, diet that's high in saturated fat. We use lard, actually, in cooking. Whenever we're doing any kind of cooking, frying foods, we use lard. And we would never use any of those uh, vegetable oils, the uh, soybean oil, corn oils, canola oil. Those are all terrible, in part because they're probably loaded with glyphosate because they're all derived from GMO Roundup Ready crops. Well. So that's that's another thing. This biophosphate, we'll talk more about Roundup later. So why does this saturated fat myth remain? There's lots of evidence showing it's false. We already told you about Dr. Keyes. There's lots of studies out there that show it's false. But maybe there's a couple explanations, and one of them, as you already know, it's the huge industry interest because the guidelines are part of the USDA, and half of the USDA's mission is what? To promote agriculture. At the same time, they have a mandate to tell people to eat less of some things over other things. And these two mandates conflict with each other. And what are the industries that benefit from the guidelines? The makers of carbohydrate-based food, corn, soy, vegetable oil manufacturers. Because when you tell people not to eat saturated fats, what they eat instead are unsaturated fats, mainly vegetable oils, which have increased over 90 one percent over the last 30 years 91 percent and these are the unsaturated ones the ones that can be oxidized the ones that lead to the bad cholesterol the other major factor guidelines from changing 
that there is a tremendous professional investment in this particular kind of advice. You know, there are university professors' reputations at stake. There are many institutions have, who have invested in this particular hypothesis about what makes people healthy. These giant institutions cannot be seen as flip-flopping. They can't be wrong. That, they, that prevents them from back, uh, backing any kind of advice that might be contradicted to the flawed advice. So, you know, there are lots of studies that, that, that prove that cutting back on saturated fat doesn't, does not lengthen light. Six major studies, going back to 1968, which was called the Oslo study. 1969, the L.A. Veteran study. Minnesota Coronary Study, 1968 and 1989, the Finnish Mental Hospital Study, 1968, the London Soybean Oil Trial, the U.S. Multiple Risk Factor Intervention, that was the Mr. Fit Study, they, they all showed that saturated fats increased the large, fluffy LDL cholesterol. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, that's a good thing. That's a real good thing, the large, fluffy LDL. So avoiding saturated fats can lead to poor health. People with high levels of the small, dense LDL have tripled the risk of heart disease uh, as people that have the large, fluffy ones. You get those small ones by eating those polyunsaturated, and that canola oil that they call canola oil. And guess what? Eating saturated fats may change the small, dense ones, that's the small, dense LDL in your body, into the healthier, large ones. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it really takes a change of our mentality to now to go back to what we have been doing for centuries, the Mediterranean diet, because the dietary guidelines to reduce fat were introduced without any supporting evidence. So and and reducing dietary fat has been a miserable failure, leading us to people who have more obesity and more diabetes and metabolic syndrome. So we've been giving some bad advice. We're going to give you some good advice, uh, and you know don't take just what I say or Dr. Smith says. You know we have internet now; you can read about it. Uh, replacing saturated fats with refined vegetable oils increases your risk of heart disease. You have me right. Increases. So uh, you know, we want to get back to eating saturated fats, olive oils, coconut oil. And believe it or not, as Dr. Bill Douglas used to say, good old lard. Uh, we need more of that in our diet. It makes us uh, healthier and, and we, it does prevent us from snacking because it, it takes a long time to digest. So in summary, just briefly, saturated fats increase your LDL levels, but they increase the large fluffy particles that are not associated with an increased risk of heart disease. They increase your HDL. That's the good cholesterol. This more than compensates for any increase in the LDL. They do not cause heart disease. They do not damaged as easily as other fats because they do not have any double bonds that can be damaged through oxidation, and they serve as a fuel for the mitochondria and produce far less damaging free radicals than carbohydrates. So really important that we get to talk about the quality of the fats we eat and uh, get not to have the uh, not to use the vegetable oils, and uh, you know if you t take a look at uh, the people in Europe, uh, of course they're getting a little heavier now because they they're eating more of an American diet and they have all that uh, high sugar drink over there called soda, but generally uh, they are thinner because they walk more and they eat a Mediterranean diet which is uh, low in in, in uh, unsaturated fats and high in saturated fats. So that's my little spiel on cholesterol. Uh, and and, and Dr. Smith brings up, and I've told you myself, uh, heart disease has, is multifactorial. It's not just about cholesterol. It's about chronic inflammation. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, 
that's something that we have to get under control. Well, um, we have a lot of call, a lot of callers online here. Now that I'm back at the switchboard. Uh, let's see. I'm going to open up some some phones in case anybody has some questions. If you do have questions, just go ahead and talk up, and uh, we'll get you. Roger, I ran in the garage to try to prevent whatever was going to happen. Fighting and attacking each other, I yelled and stopped my. Okay. Take off some of them. They're listening. So, Doctor Smith, uh, any any interesting uh, uh, patients that you've treated since you you last been on last week? Um, yeah, basically, we just had a uh, a patient in who had um, stage four throat cancer, and uh, of course, his endocrinologist said that it was a farce that he was going to do alternatives. And um, the bottom line is, he had two infected root canals and the x-rays look perfectly pristine but energetically they had about four or five different pathogens in the teeth and they were the same ones that were in his throat where the cancer was so i extracted the teeth put ozone into the jawbone homeopathics and ionic silver and he had a rife machine and raw foods, and in three weeks, the cancer totally disappeared, documented with PET scans, blood tests, and visual. The other interesting thing, he was just in, so that was like five years ago. He's just in for a checkup. We're doing some ozone treatment on him and the cyber scan because he also had a prostate cancer problem. They did radiation on him, and then eight years later, the cancer came back. And that's the problem with the traditional invasive uh, technology is that yes you'll kill the cancer but you're also damaging the healthy cells around it which then predispose them for return to cancer but since we've been using the ozone and the cyber scan uh, and some other interesting um, products there's one called prostabel from a french company called beljansky uh, he said his, his symptoms his prostate symptoms are like disappearing very rapidly hmm. Well, I just uh, you know, there's there's uh, just a holistic way of treating a lot of uh, diseases, and I and personally, I am very happy with the John Hopkins approach and the approach where there's watchful waiting instead of uh, jumping into radiation. We're still finding out, ladies and gentlemen. I I don't like to talk. I don't talk a lot about cancer on this program because it's so controversial. But the radiation from prostate cancer, they're finding out, is causing colon cancer. So. You know, you you treat one problem and you you, you end up with another one. Uh, just just it doesn't seem to make sense. So uh, you, you know, it does not hurt to get multiple opinions. Some of them from a, a holistic physician. You know, I I want to bring up one more thing before we close this cholesterol fat thing in the diet because low cholesterol levels. Now, wait to hear this. They're associated with 990 percent higher mortality after a heart attack. So most people that have heart attacks and present the emergency room have normal cholesterol levels, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. But if you happen to have a low cholesterol level, that's one one probably from being treated, you're, you have a, a very high mortality rate after a heart attack. So when we graduated from medical school, the dean told us, you know, everything we taught you uh, uh, up to this point, uh, probably 50% of it is wrong. Well, I, I bet you we probably... At this point, it's about 75% of what I learned was wrong. Uh, so it's a, you know, for me, 51 years later, I, I really 75% of what I uh, was taught was wrong. So, you know, and during my training, we all, you know, we found out that a high cholesterol was a risk factor for heart disease. You told, we were taught about triglyceride levels as a factor for heart disease. Uh, lower is better, higher. You know, as Dr. Uh, one of my professors would say, if it's low, higher it. If it's high, lower it. Well, what I was taught about cholesterol was 100% wrong, uh, and the study after study is is showing, uh, proving this right. A recent study in critical care medicine is titled "Lipid Paradox and Acute Myocardial Infarction: The Association with 30-Day In-Hospital Mortality." Long, long titled uh, study. This study followed 724 hospitalized patients who suffered a acute heart attack, that is, a myocardial infarction. The scientists attempted to clarify the relationship between 
lipid profiles and the 30-day mortality in patients who suffered a heart attack. The authors found that those with a higher LDL cholesterol and triglycerides, this is a mistake in my printing here, that the lower LDL has significantly elevated mortality risk compared to patients with the higher ones. That is, the low, low LDL cholesterol and triglyceride levels were significantly elevated mortality when compared to patients with the higher LDL cholesterol. In other words, it was inverse. In fact, lower LDL cholesterol, less than 62.5, and triglycerides less than 110, were identified as the optimal thresholds for predicting the 30-day mortality. I'm getting, you know, maybe getting a little bit confused, but the lower the blood factors, the higher the mortality. That is the basis of this study. And it's been actually in a book now called The Statin Disaster. This study's been picked up. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, talking about cholesterol and fat and how we've been hoodwinked by uh, flawed and and uh, fraud uh, in the studies that leading up to this and that low cholesterol is not associated with better health. Uh, and so getting your cholesterol down, your LDL down, uh, heart disease does not go down. In fact, it's, it's still the leading killer, and it's more of a leading killer now than it was in 1988. When the average cholesterol, and I, say, I made a note to myself, I did some research on this. Uh, heart disease was the leading killer when, this, when the, we started studying all this in 88. The average cholesterol was 206, and the LDLs were around 126. So all of a sudden, we got them down under 200, and what happens? Uh, we have an increase in heart disease, and uh, and getting it too low is really dangerous because of the fact that uh, you need it for your brain. And all the other hormones that Dr. Smith talks about, vitamin D, your sex hormones, you really need your cholesterol. Um, okay, so that, I, they're, they're the, the, the bullet points that I wanted to cover for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have some some time left. We, I did want to mention the triclosan and toothpaste and mouthwash, and, and just give you that heads up on trying to avoid that and look at the uh, uh, ingredients label. Um, and I want to tell you to, to to get off your seat and start walking. Walking is still a fantastic exercise. Still a fantastic exercise. And remember about central vitamins last week. We talked about that. Okay? Please avoid them. They are dangerous to your health. All right. Who has ringing in their ears? I found out something, and I'm uh, I'm going to start researching it. I'm glad Dr. Smith is on here today because I maybe he has some uh, feedback on this, about using flavonoids and tinnitus. Any any feedback in your practice on that? Um. I haven't, you know, uh, found any uh, correlation with that. But what I have found is um, uh, mercury can cause tenderness. Hmm. Uh, taking aspirin uh, can cause tenderness. Having a low thyroid can be a source for tenderness. And, of course, uh, you know, clogging in the arteries, atherosclerosis, right. you know, decreased blood flow is definitely a factor. Um, but, you know, I had one woman years ago who... Uh, would never conform or agree to any treatments from previous dentists. And when I showed her how her jaw alignment was out, uh, misaligned, <clears throat> put her into an appliance, the ringing stopped in one week. Huh. There's, wow. a, there's a link, there's an anatomic link called Pinto's ligament from the medial pole of the condyle to the neck of the malleus bone in the inner ear. And when your your jaw posture is out of alignment, that it can increase the tension of the acicular chain and cause noises. So it's just in common terms, ladies and gentlemen, you have three bones in the inner ear, the incus, the malleus, and the stapes. And that malleus is what Dr. Smith was talking about. That's that middle bone in the ear that that has a connection to the jaw. That's, that's right. new, inf new information for me too, Dr. Smith. 
Excellent. Uh, so, so I guess if you have tinnitus, and uh, what we'll do more, I'm, I'll be doing research this week on the flavonoids, and 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 I'll report back uh, anything that looks scientific. And speaking about getting back next week, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Stephen Pascucci will be on at 30 minutes past the hour to talk about macular degeneration. Dr. Pascucci is a uh, very well uh, known and famous uh, uh, ophthalmologist here in Southwest Florida, trained at Wilkes Hospital in Philadelphia, and is from the Pennsylvania area before he moved to Florida. And he will be talking to us about macular gen- degeneration. We've had a lot of uh, comment about this disease. Uh, uh, so uh, the easiest way for me to handle it is to get a specialist and we'll get Dr. Pascucci next week to talk about macular degeneration. Well, you know, there is a list out of what symptoms that you should not ignore if you have these symptoms. So like what do constant headaches and here we come up with gum disease again. I mean, God, how important is this to our health? And 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 now and had to have Dr. Smith, a, a dentist and holistic healer, here with us. Headaches, gum disease, sleep disorders, sore joints, and other serious health conditions. What do they all have in common? Inflammation. You got it. Chronic inflammation. And these are things we have to pay attention to, right? Uh, it's Absolutely. not only inflammation isn't always bad. I mean, acute inflammation is normal, and you know, if you suffer a cut or a bruise, your body has to fight, and that's a, that's good. That, that, that's good for us. Uh, but uh, chronic inflammation is not so good. I'm sorry, Doctor Smith. Well, yeah, ba- was, uh, yeah, basically, yeah, the the oral cavity is uh, one major source for inflammation. With you know, galvanic currents from dissimilar metals in the mouth. You know, you can have a chrome cobalt partial, you can have a gold crown, you can have the, you know, silver fillings, that sets up for a, a whole plethora of problems. And when you have mixed metals in the mouth, for example, uh, the mercury will come out 10 times faster from the fillings. That's documented. So is will that, just to go on a side tangent here, will that, is that occur with implants too? Because everybody's sure, getting implants. Yeah, you're getting dissimilar metals and you have saliva, so you got a battery. Huh. And and if you have any mercury in your mouth, even with an implant, you're going to be releasing uh, the mercury vapors, right? Sure, because the bottom line is you're increasing your electrical current in the mouth from the, the dissimilar metals. I mean, if you go to a high school class and ask them, what do you have when you have two dissimilar metals and you have a conductor, you got a battery. But a dentist doesn't uh, understand that. I think a lot of people don't understand it, except some of the uh, engineers out there uh, – and, and and these mercury vapors, they go right to your brain, ladies and gentlemen, right to your brain. And uh, I, I always used to remind my patient of uh, Charles Dickens, the Mad Hatter. Uh, you got to be careful of them. Well, you know, it was interesting. I had a patient from Nova Scotia a number of years ago who had tachycardia. She would, you know, be in the shower, and all of a sudden the heart would start racing 160 beats a minute. And it, I mean, she'd been to all the top cardiologists in Canada and the United States, and they couldn't figure it out. She had one large mercury filling in a, and that mercury was leaking out. It was in her heart. It was in the vagal ganglion. And once we got that under control, her tachycardia disappeared. Okay, you you know more about this than I do, but I do know one thing, ladies and gentlemen. If you have mercury fillings. And they do impact your health, believe me. Uh, please, uh, you need to, not, you have to make sure your dentist knows uh, about how, about mercury fillings and how to extract them. And, you know, using it, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I know what I used to recommend, and we'll let Dr. Smith in here. They have to use dams. They have to use suction. They have to use intravenous vitamin C uh, so that as this mercury is being ground out, uh, you don't get poisoned by it. Now, I'll, I'll turn it over to the expert. Well, you're you're right on the money. What you recommended was absolutely you know, correct. And when they have these high-speed suction systems, they should also have carbon filters in there because when you suck in the contaminated mercury vapor, the carbon will help you know grab onto it so it doesn't recirculate around the room. That's very important. Um, I'm going to 
Yeah, zeolite is also important. That once you get the fillings taken out, you can rinse your mouth out with zeolite, and that helps to chelate uh, any residual mercury in your mouth. Why, why don't we tell our, our our listeners what is zeolite? Zeolite is basically ground up volcanic rocks, uh, but it has to be done, uh, you know, uh, mechanically to a point where you're getting down to three tenths of a micron, and also the material has to be analyzed for purity so that you don't get contamination of other, you know, heavy metals and toxins. So, um, you know, we've done our homework, we've done the research, we we have these products that are pristine, they have independent laboratory analysis, so we know that, you know, every batch is, is quality controlled, not just, a, you know, a shot, shot in the dark, so to speak. Okay. And on a personal note, I have a relative who had chronic, uh, corneal infections uh, saw when he was living Dr. Hans Nieper in Germany uh, the first thing he recommended to this young lady was to have all her uh, silver, I mean all her uh, they call them silver but they're really mercury fillings removed, the young lady had that done, has 20 30 vision in that eye that was just beat up with inflammation had a corneal transplant uh, over 30 years ago so, I mean, what Dr. Smith is really true, and I, I have seen this uh, miracle happen in my own family. Well, there's so many different, you know, uh, when I was studying with my main mentor, which was Dietrich Klinghardt, he's an MD, PhD, he basically told us that mercury can mimic any medical disease. Yeah. I, it's almost like when I was in medical school, I think I'm a little older than you, we used to say syphilis could do that, but now it's mercury. I'm yep. just kidding. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about this. We're going to talk more about this. Uh, I, I need everybody to really, uh, uh, well, if you have an interest in sleeping, we got to talk about that again because there's been some good articles coming out about street lighting and how that can affect your sleep. If you don't have your uh, bedroom uh, blacked out, uh, we can talk about vitamins for hair growth. I've been doing some research on that. Uh, we can talk about other other uh, factors that affect your health and body fat. We talked about snoring last week. I hope you took some uh, some of that advice. And then we're, we'll get back uh, later in April uh, talking about dementia again because it is really an epidemic and the, the statin drugs are, are part of the problem uh, causing uh, too low cholesterol with uh, some neurodegenerative, neurodegenerative disease. So we, uh, we have to get back to this. So just a, a couple of factoids. That maybe you do or do not know. Your total blood volume goes through your kidneys 65 times a day. 65 times a day. Humans, believe it or not, are the best long-distance runners in the animal kingdom. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? If a pregnant woman has a seizure or a heart attack, the fetus in her body will send stem cells to help restore her damaged cells. And you know what? A human baby has over 60 more bones than a full-grown adult. And how about this? New to me. You can kill someone by stomping on the top of their foot. If you do it hard enough, you'll, of course, you'll shatter their foot. And you know the surface area of a human lung? You know how big it is? It's equal to a tennis court. So protect your lungs, ladies and gentlemen. Without mucus... In your stomach, it would digest itself. And you know, you know how strong your thigh bone is. They say it is four times stronger than concrete. So please take care of your body. Your, you know, our, our body. Uh, we we have one, and believe it or not, I'm sorry to say, it does have an expiration date. But until it does have gets close to the expiration date, please take care of it. We appreciate you listening here on the on uh, Rejuvenation Health Radio on Time with Dr. Ron, but we need to take care of our bodies, ladies and gentlemen. Well, what, Dr. Smith, since I have you, how about a takeaway pearl for our listeners? Takeaway pearl. Uh, yep. Bottom line I put you is, on the spot. Wait, 
let me let me go back. Okay, it's real simple, real simple. Just if you have to choose one substance to cut out of your diet, cut out sugar. It's more addictive than heroin, and it's a pure poison. So just doing that one thing is going to help improve your health. Excellent, and and it is associated with Alzheimer's, ladies and gentlemen. Sugar is uh, toxic. You know, before we sign out, maybe it might be good. I just, you know, for everyone just to listen one more time to what a soda commercial, if it was honest, how it would sound right now. And then I'll come back on and we'll close up the show. Listen to this. Hot out. Need to cool down. Instead of water, might I suggest an ice-cold bottle of candy? We added some water and bubbles to it so you can pretend it's a drink. It's not. It's basically syrup. But my competitors and I have spent decades and billions of dollars to slowly make the general public associate our product with fun, happiness, togetherness, and in some cases, entire holidays, which thankfully happen regularly, forever. (laughs) Point is, you're probably already on board with the idea of consuming wet sugar with bubbles in it. So I'm not going to spend any more money on this, nor am I going to pay a celebrity millions of dollars to tell you to drink wet sugar with bubbles in it. I don't need to. You love it. Hi. I'm some guy named Roger, and if it's hot out, or you like having friends, or some other virtually universal aspect of life, I think you should buy some Horton brand effervescent liquid candy. But more importantly, buy some for your kids. Of course, if your child goes to public school, we have huge stakes in their lunch programs, so we'll just sell it to them directly and cut you entirely out of the equation. You can even put money in a glass box and get a wide variety of flavors. Mmm, caramel dye. If you knew how much sugar a human is supposed to consume in a day, very little, and how much sugar is in one bottle of wet sugar lots, you probably wouldn't drink it. And we want you to drink it. So we bullied the FDA into letting us straight up not give you that information. But if you're really concerned, we can put the word diet somewhere on the can and replace the piles of natural sugar with chemicals that are so incompatible with human biology that our bodies don't even metabolize them. Mmm, that's gonna slide right through me. (laughs) Luckily, we're pretty sure these chemicals don't cause any lasting damage, well, except bladder cancer in laboratory animals and other kinds of cancer in other laboratory animals. But you're a human, so f*** it. Sweet, sweet acid. Yes, acid is the right word. If I pour a bottle of cool, refreshing, sugary acid onto a car, it will literally strip away the paint. But we don't pour it on cars. We pour it in our mouths, past our teeth, into our tummies. And you'll pay more money than you should for it, even though it costs almost nothing to produce. The container, actually, is the most expensive part. Uh, could you save that for me? Awful lot of water went into me. Well, you get the idea, ladies and gentlemen. Doctor Doctor Smith is a great guest, and uh, you know we don't we don't plan on what we're saying. Uh, he he just comes on and comments because he's he's in the he's he's actually doing it every day. But his comment about sugar reminded me of the sugar commercial, which is just you know seven, uh, ten to fourteen teaspoons of sugar, and if uh, you're talking about the artificial stuff, it's even worse. So, Jerry, you hit it on the head. You hit a home run with that one. I, I want the duck with the 100 hours in the mouth to come down like Groucho did. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you have to do a dance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ron and uh, Dr. Smith, a, a, a frequent guest on the program uh, almost every week. Uh, he has some interesting uh, comments and his take on uh, on holistic healing. Um, Takeaway today, uh, just remember, uh, no artificial fats, uh, good saturated fats, 
Mediterranean diet, you want saturated oils, do not be afraid of using coconut oil, medium change, triglyceride oil, making your eggs with it. Uh, don't be afraid of olive oil on your salads. Didn't try not to use the vegetable oils, the soy oils, and the canola oil. And canola oil is just a can, a oil from Canada that's uh, it's really bad stuff. Uh, try and eat wholesome. Try and eat from around the outside of the supermarket, not down the aisles. If it comes packaged and it has a shelf life of 4,000 years, it's probably not good for you. <laughs> so uh, that's what we have, have for today, gentlemen. Or if it glows in the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that would be from that radioactive stuff that's, that's spewing out. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great, great hour. I want to thank Dr. Smith and, and really – have a, an attitude of gratitude for it. <laughs> it right. was fun. We Thank will, you for inviting me. Right. And you're invited to come back next week. I hear Dr. Pascucci. He'll be on uh, 30 minutes after the hour. We'll have a half hour to talk about what we want and then Dr. Pascucci. So thank you, everyone. Have a great week. It's the Ides of March. Enjoy yourself. Have a great St. Patrick's Day. And we will talk to you next week. God bless. Have a great night. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on BlogTalkRadio.com. See you next week. Ciao.